0: Yo, 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 Thought Warriors! What is up? How learning is on. It is I, Van Lathan Jr.
1: And it's me, Rachel, and Lindsay.
0: We got a guest on the show later on. It's King Randall the First. You guys, this is a guy that has gone viral for a video where he's teaching young black boys how to deal with the police. Is the video good stuff? Or is it respectability politics? We have him on to talk later. I'm going to tell you guys something right now. There's a young black man in his community that is taking responsibility for the young boys in his community. That is trying to do it through his purview, through his set of beliefs, what he thinks is good for them in his community where he lives. I've seen a lot of hate. I don't see how you can hate on what he's doing overall. I have some disagreements at the with age him of at the age of at 24. At the age of 24, it's huge. I have some disagreements with him and we're going to talk about those and he was very gracious with his time. We're not on the same side of the political whatever whatever. But he is helping young black men every day and I'm sorry I can't fucking hate on that. We got him on the show later. Rachel, are you excited about it?
1: I am excited for this conversation. I saw the video. I want to talk to him. I think we there's a lot to dig into. So
0: Let's go. Uh, Rachel, real quick. We're going to get into the show in a second. Um, But I just want to let people know the BBI is like, it's taken off. The, the, we we got so many things. in. you're on a roll. It, you're like making all these things happen. You know, people are asking me. Can, you know, <laughs> you're not going to believe this. Okay. You're really not going to believe this. I have started compiling. Uh submissions for the playbook I'm sorry
1: <laughs> you you need to calm down. <laughs> I love that you're like I know it's all coming from a place of love and you are you know really want to see me happy so and i I love you and appreciate that for you, but missions
0: <laughs> no what I'm saying admissions ad, not admissions applications oh people ad- are people are hitting me up like I don't know if i'm if I qualify for the playbook, but this is me. <laughs> This is me I don't know if I qualified for the playbook, like I, w- I was in the airport, I got to Atlanta, and there was a there was a dude. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't really have a chance to talk to him because it was super fucking early. maybe like six one, had a suit on, van. I love what y'all are doing, man. I love you, man, and you know, you know, the playbook, man. Don't keep keep me in mind for the playbook, and then me and him didn't extend. We took a picture, so you might post a picture and tag me somewhere. If I I know him if I see him, but people are talking about the playbook. It's the hot sizzling thing. The BBI, we we're, we're changing lives. The BBI
1: up. is hot. The BBI
0: is, BBI hot. is hot. Some
1: people are bu- upset by it. Some people, you know, are like, "Wait, what is why does Van keep talking about this?" But you are really gathering people. Who want to be a part of what it is you're doing? I'm not even quite sure you know what you're doing yet. You and Tracy, you just know you want to do something.
0: Yeah, we know we want to do something. We know we want to investigate. See, it's sticky. It's it's, it's sticky. We want to investigate the entire deal.
1: I don't even know what you're investigating. But shout out to Michael Harriet who who tweeted at you and Tracy that wants to be. He wants to be involved.
0: Michael Harriet. Is a part of the BBI special (laughs) agent lead investigator, Michael Harriet, the smartest black man on Twitter is putting cases on you. Motherfuckers. We got Michael Harriet; We can't be stopped.
1: And what a gift that something just happened to fall into my lap that totally fits
0: Mm -hmm.
1: with whatever it is y'all are doing over there at the BBI. Yeah, that's
2: true.
0: All right. We'll get into it. We're going to get into it in a second. Uh, we're going to start with the big deal of the day. And by the way, it's not Risa Tisa and whatever that is. I don't even know what that is. Oh, fuck that. Let me tell you <laughs> something. Let me tell you something. I think people people really were saying, we're people gonna... like, people were saying, like, somebody sent me something and it was like, are y'all going to do Risa Tisa for the big deal of the day? I don't know what Risa Tisa is. So I, I have no clue. You know what that is?
1: I'm assuming this is... I don't even know that. I didn't know that name was affiliated, but I'm assuming you're talking about this 50-part-plus TikTok thing? I didn't watch it. No, I didn't watch it. I'm not going to... If it's a movie or a show, maybe. I'll be damned if I watch 50 parts of a TikTok series. I got enough fucking drama going on. Why do I need to sit and watch 50 parts of somebody else's? I just... I'm so glad that that wasn't even a topic that you wanted to
0: discuss. No, no. no. So we're not doing that. Fuck y'all. I couldn't. Right. And I mean that with my whole heart. Fuck that. I don't right. want to talk about that. We're actually starting off with a ruling in Alabama surrounding reproductive rights. On the other side
2: of this break. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies' splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big meal deal is a big bite hot dog and a large big gulp drink and you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else here's what i put on my hot dog mustard and that's it that's it i love a hot dog with mustard maybe if the chili if i'm feeling it if i'm feeling crazy maybe a little chili maybe a little nacho cheese but i'm a hot dog and mustard guy but if that sounds like your kind of bite visit 711 valid through 1725 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early. Plus tax applicable on large, big gulp only. Participate in U.S. stores only. See app for full terms. All rights reserved.
0: Fuck this too. The Alabama Supreme Court ruled late last week that frozen embryos created through in vitro fertilization are children <sighs> under state law. In the 7 ruling, uh, it, it, there was a 7-2 rule should I say, Against a clinic In response to two wrongful death suits um, In 2021 After a patient allegedly broke into a freezer Removed stored human embryos And then dropped them The clinic argued Plaintiffs lacked standing as parents Because the embryos Had not been transferred To a uterus And the circuit court agreed with that The court undid it The, state, the highest court said but an 1872 wrongful death law and an amendment to the state constitution made no such distinction and that the lawsuit could proceed this is a first no other state has defined life as be- beginning at conception which is essentially what this court ruling does and that opens up a legal um quack excuse me pandora's box in terms of abortion rights and um the philosophy behind the argument of uh, pro-life versus pro-choice it's a pretty uh it's a pretty significant ruling that has a lot of people talking. Um, the largest hospital in Alabama, which is the University of Alabama at Birmingham, uh, has paused IVF treatments because of this the patient the potential that our patients and our physicians could be prosecuted criminally or face punitive damages following the standard of care is the reason why they're doing that. Medical medical professionals throughout the state are questioning whether or not they'll need to overhaul their approach to IVF most likely in ways that can make it riskier and more expensive and more painful for women trying to conceive. If every single embryo, a little common sense here, if every single embryo is essentially a person, that changes everything. Uh, right. in terms of uh, what those hospitals have to do and how they have to go about their business. Rachel?
1: I, I There's so many ways to talk about this that we would need all day. I don't think anybody, like we knew Dobbs, the Dobbs decision was bad. And we knew giving it to the states and allowing the states to decide what they were going to do was going to have It was going to take was going to take things down a dark road um, where most of the country doesn't want to go. I don't know if you know, I've been reading a lot about this. There's some people who said that they thought that this could happen because there are certain conservatives, extremists who are against IVF. Those are the same people who would say that they're against birth control. Um, There's that because there's. I watched this video on this woman who was like, this is great that this is happening because people are just having sex for fun. And that's the problem with birth control. And I'm like that like they can take birth control because they just want to have sex for fun. And it's like actually a lot of married people have birth control because they don't want more kids. I think this percentage is actually higher that married married people take birth control. So it's just you're seeing extremists and conservatives take this and run with it and and use the law in the way that the law is not supposed to be used, especially conservatives who believe in reading the statute and reading, taking the text for what it is, they are still playing with this to create a world that they want to exist. For example, in Alabama, they're taking, there's a prior case before this, I think it was called MAC, where they ruled that an unborn child in utero, okay, so this is not in, this is not an embryo, this is not, this is in the uterus, that they believe that it is a child if it is in utero, but they were using, it was a criminal case, and they said that it was wrong for you to take, for it to apply criminally, but not extend to civil, a civil statute. That is, that's not what you do, So the fact that they are taking the same, well, it doesn't make sense that it would be a child here, but not necessarily under a wrongful death statute of an unborn child civilly. We're going to extend it to both. Now you're seeing this in this decision right here. They're taking this Mac case and using something that was found with that. But that was based on in utero, not embryos. And they're just youth interpreting the law the way that they want to. Not to add that one of the justices in his, uh, I think it was a concurring opinion, wrote about the wrath of God, which is also something that's not supposed to be happening. So it's it's wild, the the, the creativity. And it's not even just creative. It's becoming law, the law of the land. That they're able to do it to fit their narrative and create a world that they want and not even realize such strong implications that this has for people who want children. And I take this very personal as somebody who was on a journey. And it's it's. It's only in Alabama, but as you just already pointed out, we're already seeing hospitals shut down for fear of suit because nobody knows what this means. They didn't set any type of boundaries with this ruling. So rather than be sued civilly, rather than be charged criminally about something that may happen uh, in a negligent way or in a purposeful way when it comes to embryos, they're just shutting it down altogether. You're having people having to use money to ship their embryos to another state. That's thousands of dollars. It's just so terrifying. Yeah. It's happening. It's happening.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're in the Jim Crow era of reproductive freedom. Oof. Uh, that much is indisputable. So, What you talked about in terms of married couples before there are a lot of moving parts in society. The timing of when you want to have a child is key. The financial Hmm. status, you're blessed if you're able to control the moment that you bring a child into the world. Yeah. If you bring a child into the world uh, when you are ready for it, tons of statistics show that those children are normally better cared for. Uh, They perform better, they do better, right? Um, People have been popping out kids since we... uh, first started stumbling around on this earth. So we will figure it out. But the reality is we're living in as as complex a society as we've ever lived in. And people are taking the freedoms that they have as human beings, the autonomy that they have as as human beings, and they're using them to make their lives better. And I think that that's better for the lives of children as well. Uh, Because, you know, I say the slightly incendiary Statement that we're in the Jim Crow era Of reproductive freedom It's important to remember what beat Jim Crow Because that's going to be the playbook (laughs) uh, In order to uh, Beat back people that are trying to take The country backwards In terms of uh, rights for women And the way life is defined And all of this This effort is not unlike the effort that led to those laws popping up all over the american south it's not unlike that Mm. it's something purposeful intentional that takes a lot of political will a lot of political capital and a lot of organizing right guys like leonard leo and uh, people from the Federalist society and the uh, pro-life lobby have been working on creating the set of circumstances Uh, that have led to the reality of our contemporary America right now for years. It didn't start yesterday. It didn't start with Dobbs. It started decades ago. And they started it from the top down. They created a climate in which the Supreme Court could neutralize Dobbs or destroy, disintegrate Dobbs. Excuse me, disintegrate Roe. And, um, And the trickle down from that is an ability to rewrite American popular, uh, American popular consciousness, or to reshape—should I say—American popular consciousness on life, the debate around life, and the debate around uh, what women can do with their bodies. It's that serious, and it's going to take an incredibly serious effort to to have this move back in the way that it happened. Remember, this is a battle that essentially most people thought had been fought and won. You know with roe uh even with conservatives at that time basically basically uh being on the side of of of, of Roe in terms of voting for it and, and and putting it through um and just that's changed uh and it's just one of many culture wars that threatens to rip the country apart at the seams, but this one is going to take an incredible amount of political will and sophistication we're not going to tweet our way out of this we're not there are a lot of people down there in alabama right now that were looking to have children i want you guys to think about the fundamental right here looking to have children that were going through a process in order to have children that were getting genetic testing done That were getting their eggs tested that were looking at follicles inside of their body that were doing all kinds of different things right Invasive things, scary things, tough things, in order to have the chance to be parents, in order to have the, uh, the opportunity to be parents, expensive things, in order to have the opportunity to be parents. And now, because of politics and someone's set of morals, their ethics that they learned from their parents, those people might not have the opportunity or it might be significantly harder for them to actually bring children into the world, which is incredibly ironic, given what the right says their stated intent is.
1: Exactly. 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 You can't you cannot mention that this without mentioning that. And I, I understand why hospitals or, or the, sorry, these fertility clinics don't want to do IVF and i think that if they don't define this and they don't get this under control which why would we think they would it's going to completely eliminate in alabama because you don't know the ends of this for example when you get embryos right not all of them turn into children and so you have to you you freeze several because out of 10 you might get the one and then when you defrost them they don't all make it. So is that counted as a crime? Are somebody going to say is that negligent when you lose four of them and you keep six? Is that four counts of like that's that's? I mean, that's, you kill
0: four people. I mean, four we, people are. I mean, what? I mean, what do you want? To be, like, that's what a, I'm saying. Yeah, that you four are, they, are, kids. Is somebody four gonna kids are somebody going to say the dead? doctors yeah.
1: negligent? The nurse is ne- negligent. The hospital, the clinic is negligent. And the way they handled this, they, I should have been able to keep all 10. There, there's no bounds to this. That's what I just don't think. Anytime they make these type of decisions because it fits into their religion or their morals or whatever it may be, they have no idea the ramifications. Because a lot of conservatives actually believe in IVF and have used it. And I believe even former Vice President Mike Pence talked about IVF. Um, and it's something that he that they use along their journey. I oh, I just lost my train of thought. Um, I was gonna give I was gonna give an, I was gonna give another example because it's just so bad the things that could happen. I mean, even think about miscarriages. Are you going to charge the woman? No, I mean, we, we saw what happened yeah. up in Ohio, was that Ohio, where she had no idea. And she was charged. She was eventually let go, but she was charged. Is that what's going to happen in miscarriages? Oh, I saw you out late at night. You weren't properly caring for your child. You contributed to the miscarriage. Of it. it can go anywhere. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I've heard people talk about, can there be a Supreme Court challenge? As it stands, no. They're going to have to get really creative in how they're going to do it because there's no federal question. And there's no diversity at the point, and the only stretch that I've seen is what this one Supreme Court justice put in his concurring opinion, where he said talked about the wrath of God. There could possibly be an argument that he's it's violates the Establishment Clause, right? Because there can't be a national church, there can't be a national religion. So you saying that this um, doesn't go in line with your religion could be an issue, but that's still a stretch. So at the moment. This is law in Alabama. And as we've said with other things, people are watching and they're probably going to do the same
3: thing.
0: Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see. Once again, you look at this from a couple of different ways. Politically. This is the type of thing, I'm just going to be honest. I'm just going to say this as cynically as I can. This is good for the Democrats. It's good for the left. This is the country in the hands of the other side. That simple. If, yeah. if you are running for yeah. state office, federal office, anywhere, this type of thing has to be a sobering reminder of what the future of America looks like in the hands of the extreme MAGA right branch of the Republican party. It's a completely different America. It doesn't seem like it is, but it is. It's a completely different America. It's a completely different America than the America you lived in five years ago. It's a completely different America than it was when Donald Trump was president for the first time. It's a totally different America. It's a totally different America. Right, totally different. And any different of y'all American.
1: thinking of voting for Nikki Haley? She agreed
0: with this decision. I bet she did. Okay, let's move on. uh, uh Tiffany Haddish.
1: Donnie, play play the sound. Okay,
0: just real quick. <laughs> <You> know, just <laughs> just play it, play it, play it, play it, Donnie. play it, play. It, play it. On
3: my way to Tel Aviv, then to Jerusalem. Then I'm going to the Dead Sea and go and get me some. Gonna have some fun, yeah. It's gonna be great. Then I'm gonna learn about the politics. Hey, see, I feel like I can't. I can't believe everything I see on the internet. I can't believe everything everybody's saying to me on the internet. I need to go see for myself. I'm one of those people. I'm sleepy as hell. About to be sleep this whole flight. I've been up all night. And I'm gonna sleep the whole sixteen hours, and I'm gonna go see for myself. I'm gonna go see. I'm gonna go see all
0: of it. Hmm. Tiffany, asked you to see for herself. Now, just you guys, let you. Know, that Tiffany uh, went to Israel. Um, I think mm-hmm. she's there now. She yes. uh, posted when she was on the plane on the way to Israel. She's Jewish. Um, uh, she's Eritrean there are a yes. lot of Jews from in and around that area, including some Jews that are being denied their right of return. Mm. It's a thing. Now mm. that is not to say that there haven't been, there was operation Morocco, all kinds of stuff that there've been in. It's not to say that there haven't been black Jews that have been given the right to return back to Israel. That that has happened, right? It happened much later than, uh, the first Jews that returned to Israel and the first Aliyah and the second Aliyah happened in the 80s, a long time. But eventually there has been an effort to bring uh, diasporic Jews from all over the place back to. But there are a group of of Jews right now in in and around that area who uh, watched a very interesting documentary about it who are being denied their right of return. Um, And there's some talk about that. Uh, However, she's not being denied hers she's going back and she said amongst other things that she might come back with a little Jewish baby. She then went on uh, a place that I used to be. And she talked a little bit about some of the backlash to the trip.
3: Yeah. I care about both sides. I care about humanity, human beings. I know this is like a lot of religious stuff going on, a lot of control of the land, a lot of, you know, no Jews here, no this there, whatever. I don't that that's, either here or there with me. It's about the human life, human beings. Human beings, man, mm-hmm. and that's what I care about. And so that's why I'm here. No, so,
0: and, and, and finally, you know, I gotta ask you about this. There, I mean, there are people on social media who are saying, Tiffany shouldn't have cracked jokes about finding
2: a man in Israel. I, I, I gotta say in our morning meeting, it's like she's a comedian for crying out loud.
0: All right, cut this shit off. I, I can't do it, I can't, I can't do it. Cut it off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, go ahead.
1: No, uh, go ahead. Could, like,
0: just play. Just p- play, it. play.
1: I'm gonna sip my. Sh- I'm gonna sip my drink like sh- like Tiffany was doing in business class. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like like uh, Donnie, play when she starts talking again, please.
3: I'm here all by myself. I'm here all by myself. Just like I was saying in 2018 when they was asking me about Monique and her husband, and I said I don't do my business the way she does business because I don't have a husband. I don't mm-hmm. have what she has. Right? I, I'm all alone. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Like, I'm doing this all by myself. I'm not, I don't have, I don't have a, a whole family full of men or a man supporting me. I'm doing it on my own.
0: Rachel, why are you laughing at that? There's nothing funny about that. That that was very... It's irrational. It was very, you know, I found that very touching. She, like, she,
1: you know... Eat, no, 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 no. I'm gonna separate the two. And unlike a lot of people, I like Tiffany. no, I was God, just around. Damn. Her. No, a lot of people are super critical about her, yeah, no, I think and I feel like to an in an in an unfair way,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I like Tiffany. I just was around her at Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. she was in great spirits and really seemed to be having a good time. It was a lot of fun, but this seems irrational to me. I'm separating it. I, I, I feel, I feel her when she's talking about doing things all by herself, and she doesn't have a man, and she doesn't have that support. It didn't fit to me in the conversation with what we're talking about about the things she was saying about going to Jerusalem and or, uh, to Israel, and why, and that's why I was like, wait, how do we get jumped to here when? You're talking about this because I'm, I'm. we didn't play the whole thing. And I encourage everybody to go listen to it if you did. But in the 15 minute conversation that she's having on live in her business class seat, drinking orange juice, she's making songs about like she's going on a vacation. Like there's not a war going on, like tens of thousands of people haven't died. She confuses geographically where Gaza is compared to Israel there's just it's all over the place and even in the clip that you just played with the TMZ she talks about learning things that she didn't know before that are very much so out there and so in the same conversation she says I didn't know that there were still 100 hostages she says I'm a, i don't, I'm all alone and I'm doing this by myself my question is she okay that's I mean, I, that's how I felt listening to all. Yeah. I know you can't answer that, but mm-hmm. like that's how I felt listening to all of it. And I'm this is not an accusation of drinking. Like people were like all of that. That's not it. Mm-hmm. Her thought process to me was just like, is is she okay? Because I and, and 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 you know, call me you call, call me a Tiffany Haddish apologist, whatever. They're just I don't know if it's all getting to her. People are very critical of her, but they're just to me when she was crying it was like a breakdown that didn't relate to what the issue was
3: hmm.
1: so i'm not laughing at her it's just like is tiffany okay
0: this is what i would say so i don't see anything wrong with saying i want to go to israel and experience it for myself in terms of what's going on right uh there's
1: as a singular statement no
0: no i don't think there's anything wrong with that right there have, right. the, the, there's two things that make it a little obviously things are more sensitive now right we've a lot of people have visited the region a lot of people that i've talked to and who i get a lot of information from has have visited the re the region right uh and you hear the the accounts of their trips when they come back you know you hear people that have visited ramallah people that they visited gaza they've been to jerusalem They've gone to Tel Aviv. They've been all around in Israel. Since
1: this. Not
0: since this, just in the past. So this is what I'm saying. That's okay. Right. That's
1: yeah. So in the past.
0: So wanting to go to Israel and experience uh, Israel and see if what you heard about the culture there and what you've heard about the society there to see whether or not it's as good or as strained as you've heard it was. There's nothing wrong with that. I think there's a different set of responsibilities when you go there now for a lot of people. Exactly. Now, Tiffany Hash Mm -hmm. is a Jew. She is going back to what she believes her her um her ancestral homeland to be it's another uh that's another sticking point um when you when you when you talk about all of this whose ancestral homeland it is whose holy land it is several different peoples um but obviously if you go far back enough, i mean that's where Jews come from okay um just talk about what is being indigenous what isn't being indigenous uh and what kind of rights that gives you to thousands of years later uh potentially displace um around 750,000 people or uh and how that works um but for her uh going there there's a tremendous amount of pressure on the trip now yes um and the pressure that's on the trip now Tiffany Haddish can't go to, to Israel now and have a Tiffany Haddish trip. She can't. Stakes are too high. If Tiffany mm-hmm. Haddish were to go to um, Israel and then decide she has have fun in Tel Aviv, have fun in a couple of different places, and then she visits northern northern Gaza, if she can even get in there, because that's a war zone. So I don't... Even, yeah,
1: I was confused by that.
0: I, I don't know if she can or if she can't. And if she can, I don't know if she knows. If she can get in there, I would imagine that it would be alongside the IDF, which right away is going to be a non starter for, for many people. So, I, and, I, mm. and I'm saying this is all speculative. I don't know how you get in and out there now. I know in the past, I've known people that have visited and gone and all of that stuff. And it was, you know, if you're an American, you can go there, do all of that stuff. I don't know right. um, how you do that now. How she does that now if she goes there and She doesn't go visit there The trip looks like In all fairs that she doesn't give a fuck What's happening in the south there And she doesn't give a fuck What's happening in In the west uh, Because I'm imagining if She can't get to Gaza she certainly Can get to the west bank And things aren't Peaches and cream there right now either The violence has increased, has increased. It's been ratcheted up Uh, Settler aggression has gone up. Um, That settler aggression is almost always accompanied by a little security and a little aggression from the IDF that protects those settlers that are living illegally in the West Bank. So. um, It's just a really high leverage trip right now for her to go on. And because it's so high leverage, it makes certain people think that there's an agenda behind it. And that's what Tiffany Haddish is running into uh, when she's on her way to Israel, and that's what she's gonna run into while she's there. Okay, uh, so oh, I saw sorry. that she already did a, a a pickle sit down with the lady. You know the same lady that um
1: with Noah, yeah, Noah.
0: The same who's a, a Zionist, Zionist. So yes, Pippin the same get,
1: lady who has a new book coming out with Emmanuel Acho called Uncom- "Uncomfortable Conversations
0: with a Jew." Right. Um. So a lot of people are going to look at that. And infer from that that Tiffany Hash is on a propaganda mission to Israel. I'm just being for real. That's what. That's what no, they're gonna. That, that's the, what the, the, band, that, That's what they're. If you think. look at,
1: if you listen to what she says, I don't know how to interpret it any other way. I'm. I, don't, I won't say it's like a propaganda trip, but I'm just saying everything that she says is for Israel. And the only time she said Gaza is when she was reading comments and she said, how do y'all know I'm not going there? And even if you're like, okay, like she's going there because she wants to see everything and she might have access that like the normal civilian cannot have. But then when you couple that with TMZ, she's, everything she said was pro-Israel. Well, I mean, she's And so look, I,
0: I don't- like. She I don't... said, she did say humanitarian. I don't want to take it away from that. Yeah, she look, did say humanitarian, look, I, I, I but it was I, very pro-Israel. So- the, the, what I'm basically saying is this: I, I don't. I'm not trying to judge her her intention or anything like that. No, um, I don't. But what, what I'm what I'm saying is, it's such an intensely high leverage trip now that the trip is going to shape a lot of people's perspective and opinion on Tiffany forever, like forever. In an act of war, yes. In a place where the whole world is watching. Um, she's going down there, and it, it it might it it might feel like to some people that she's being used, or that she's going down there to put a good face on things, particularly to maybe reach a black audience that uh, seems to be, um, at least in some ways, less in lockstep with. Uh, I mean, with the Zionist cause.
1: Yeah, I was invited to go to Israel since the war. Invited to go. I I just don't think it's, that's, I've never been to Israel and, and personally, I've always wanted to go. I would not go right now. And I'm just saying, and I'm not here to judge her either. I'm just saying that her actions say one, like what she's saying says one thing, which is why people are also saying something. That's why people are having that response, I guess is my thing. I'm not here to judge her. She's very much so um, she talked about how she's Jewish and she's very proud of it. But everything that she's saying, it's like, oh, and this. So you're saying all of this. And she's like, you know, she's getting emotional. And she's like on TMZ saying, I believe in, in um, you know, like human rights and, and I'm a humanitarian. It comes after the fact. So people are judging her from what she's saying instead of what, her response is to the
0: backlash. Um, so look, it's it's she's going down there, and she is uh, she's going to see for herself. I really don't see anything wrong with that in the spirit, like wanting to experience something and wanting now? to see something. I don't. I I, I agree with you. I, I I wouldn't go now because I personally don't feel like the experience now typifies how things are. Not necessarily that things are different there because it's a dangerous place where people live um, in proximity uh, with other people that they have incredibly, incredibly strained relationships with. There's occupiers living on one side and the occupied living on the other side. So it's never peaches and roses, you know what I mean? But in this time right now, Mm -hmm. it's just an incredibly high leverage trip for her. And I'm wondering if it's possible for her to see for herself at this time now. I wonder if she's if she would even be able to see the truth as it actually exists because her, uh, her opinion on things because of her celebrity is going to want to be crafted so meticulously, so meticulously by an Israeli government that in the most charitable way that I can be, guys, this is incredibly charitable in the way that I'm being right now hasn't been particularly forthright in the past about things that have gone on and happened, okay? Um, now, they they haven't. And so you wonder if Tiffany Hash will even have the opportunity to see what the quote-unquote real story or real situation on the ground is um, there. And uh, if it was there, how much she'll be able to report back. So, you know, it's a big deal. But once again, I, I just don't see it's it's difficult to just go oh she's going to Israel get out the pitchforks get out this it's like it, it it it's it's like it's I don't think that that's fair I I don't no. yeah I I, I I don't think that that's fair uh, so yeah so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens um, with 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 the entire trip and we will be remiss not to say that you know there was some talk before about a trip that I think she took. To her homeland, where a oh, lot, yeah, yeah. So sometimes, you know, having a good heart and wanting to know things, you just have to pay attention with how that aligns with um how that aligns with how your celebrity can be used in and, order to get a message out like worldwide. I don't think Tiff will be and and to
1: who's. Do that who's educating you? Like in response to what you're saying with, um, Eritrea or Eritrea, um, who's, you're going to get educated and to learn. So whose eyes are you doing that? I mean, if that was the the criticism that she got specifically with that trip.
0: So we'll see what happens. We'll see what, what, what the, what the situation brings, but for her to want to go down there and see it for herself, I think it's unfair to demonize her for that. All right. Uh, the BBI is going crazy. Rachel, you put this, you do this one. You put this in the, I you, you, Rachel, you submitted on, a case file to the BBI.
1: <laughs> I was on TikTok. I have spurts. I have TikTok spurts, right? Where I like to scroll and see what, what the TikTokers are doing. Um, Cause I posted some recent videos from higher learning on TikTok. People didn't like what I had to say about Beyonce. They never do, but <laughs> they never do. Anyways. As I was scrolling, I came across this video and the page was called the Biracial Lounge. So, what? of course, I'm like immediately interested in light of the BBI conversation, which they didn't invite me into it. I'm not in it, but I am close friends with the people involved. And I this video pops up that says, Confessions of a Quadroon.
0: Oh, my God.
1: I... I had never heard that term before. Had you? Quadroon, of course. Okay, I wasn't familiar with it. <laughs>
0: I, really I think wasn't. it goes, it would go, and these are all archaic terms. So you guys need to like, you know, so it's like mulatto is half. And then, sure, uh, sure. Quadroon sure. is a fourth.
1: Coon is full. Coon then, is full.
0: What do you mean, coon is full? What are you talking about?
1: Well, black, black, the coon. If That's where quadroon comes from, right? Like it uses coon. I don't think so. She says it. Does she, Donnie, Donnie. Okay. So, I, well, as so I'm wait, 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 wait. Because as I'm, I'm scrolling, so quadrune,
0: quadrune, and then that. What do you think it that?
1: stands for? It's what just, do you think it stands for? It includes coon, which is black.
0: Okay. Okay. I I, I never I, I never knew that. I if if it's, I, I've heard the terms because I mean they were used they were thrown around pretty pretty loosely when I was a kid. I never knew that it. Cause they never called us coons back in the day. I've never been. I, I by the time I came around, the coon word for black people was already evaporated, as far as white people use it. Oh, but oh. it but it was we would call each other coons as a, a pejorative. But I haven't. Y'all heard. did. Wait okay. Okay. Listen. We did not. Hold on. You call some. You never call somebody that was that was tap dancing for the white yeah, man. Yeah, like a coon? we.
1: Yeah, like we used it with Tim Scott. But I'm right. just saying growing up, growing up, not necessarily we didn't do that. But I, I mean, I still was very familiar with the word in the sense that when I dated the guy from Zachary, which is from your neck of the woods, his dad was a champion coon hunter. And I said, now what?
0: Okay. now look. <laughs> So look, okay. let's, go, and let's He's look. black, by the Real way. Quick by before the way we get black. into this. <laughs> let, 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 before we get into this. Okay. So we would go coon hunting. That's just a raccoon. See? See? Okay, See? so wait, See? Just wait a second. But I
1: was like, I'm sorry. Wait what? a second.
0: So, like, I haven't eaten any coon in a long time. Like, oh, I had God. some. I, yeah, I had some. The last time I had it, my dad, rest in peace, my dad claims that I loved it when I was a kid. Now, everything tastes good to me. Squirrel, rabbit, all of it tastes good to me. I haven't had squirrel in a long time. Rabbit is Rabbit and deer are amongst the best things you can eat, right? But... I remember I killed a raccoon maybe like 92. And then the raccoon was cooked. And then when I ate it, I'm like, I'm not fucking with this. And my dad was like, Really? He used to love some coon. <laughs> I was like, No, nah, I don't like this. I don't like the way it, uh, it's just not for me. Right. That's
1: disgusting.
0: Right. Um, But look, coon hunters. Coon hunters. Coon is up in the tree. You shoot the raccoon. he die. Like coon hunting. Nah. I'm gonna it.
1: say the name off. I'm gonna say the name off camera. So you see if you 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 know your fellow coon hunters.
0: Coon hunters, like coon hunters. So like we definitely you you would hunt. You'd hunt. But coon was just the name for the animal. When you call somebody a coon, that is, hey, you fucking with the white man. When you call someone a coon, but coon was just like the the animal itself. Okay. Hold on. From Wikipedia. Donnie,
1: Donnie with the official. With the official.
0: Is Definition. wiki. It is possible that the negative racial connotation of the word may evolve from zip coon, <laughs> a song that first became popular in the 1830s, and the common use of the word coon in blackface, or derived from barracoon, an uh, enclosure no. for slaves. <laughs>
1: I haven't heard that one. But, but I, I threw in the quadro, the I threw in the quadro, faces.
0: I do not think have very much to do with being a coon. I don't, I've never heard What that was before. the other word? Quadroon and what? Octoroon. So, Octoroon is an eighth and quadroon is a fourth.
1: Okay. The reason we're talking about all this was because of the video that came through my four-year page on TikTok. From the biracial lounge page, at the top, I see confessions of a quadroon and this was the first thing out of her mouth.
3: Someone who is three-fourths massa and one-quarter coon. Obama is a mulatto. That's the one-drop rule. Oh my God! What the fuck is going on?
1: What the
0: fuck is going on? Oh God! Donnie, run that back. Run that back, man.
3: Someone who is three-fourths Massa and one-quarter Coom. <laughs> Obama is a mulatto. That's bro, the one-drop rule.
0: tell me. By Tracial, Michael <laughs> Harry. the BBI is the most needed organization in contemporary black America.
1: Oh, my God. Th- what a gift that this! <laughs> what a gift! And to my point, she said one fourth cone.
0: I don't. That's not what that. That's. I don't give a fuck. I ain't never. She's heard one that.
1: fourth black. I know she's, she's one fourth black. Cause I went down a deep dive. I want a deep dive down this woman. She's a real poet.
0: What's her name? I don't remember. Maya but her mother, Osborne.
1: her mother,
0: ma- Maya Osborne. I'm looking her up. Maya. Tyler. Her dad is
1: white. Her mom is her mom is German and her dad and the mom's dad is from South Carolina. The mom has never identified as black until recent, which Maya talks about. It's the whole thing.
0: Uh, we gotta, we gotta okay, so we gotta do two things. We have to officially open a case file on Maya Osborne. <laughs> Donnie, give me some sound. Something like that. We're opening a case file on Maya Osborne. Maya, we got to have her on Higher Learning, man. We have to have her on the show. There's no way we can possibly not have her on the show. If she's willing to come on the show, we have to have her on the show. This is textbook BBI investigation material right here.
1: Donnie, Donnie, just just one more time, please.
3: Someone who is three-fourths massa and one-quarter coon. (laughs) Obama is a mulatto. That's the one-drop rule.
0: We lost it. We've lost everything. We worked so hard for We lost it. It's done. God damn it.
1: I'm so glad that I'm not laughing by myself right now. Shit. Oh
0: my God. Oh my God. All right, we got to move on, man. Fuck
1: so, that. I didn't even send it to Tracy. I got to send it to her. Oh my gosh. God. Damn. <laughs> I don't I don't have anything left in me <laughs> What's next
0: It's tough man It's a tough situation With everything that's going on You know what let's talk to King Randall I The teacher and founder of The X for Boys Life prep school in Albany, Georgia He posted a video Of a session he did with his kids and The session was about how to deal with police in a police stop. And it's been a lightning rod for criticism. Some people love it. Some people hate it. We're going to talk to King Randall about not only that video, but about what his mission is in terms of educating young black men. Another uh, side of short break.
2: This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade, boulder dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. (laughs) Thomas's, huzzah, a toast to breakfast. Okay, you guys, we
0: are talking to someone who I think, whose platform I think is just beginning to grow. Uh, This young gentleman's name is King Randall the first, and he is all about doing for self. Uh, He's, as I understand, opening up a school or has opened up a school in Albany, Georgia for a lot of young men. I've told you guys before, young black men, I've told you guys before that whenever and wherever I see someone that's doing this type of work, I will spotlight and highlight them just like Jason Wilson is doing out there in Detroit with the cave of Adullam. This young man is doing the same type of work uh, there in in Albany, Georgia. It's a lot younger. Okay, <laughs> how old are you, King? Twenty four. Twenty four. Oh wow! Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to Higher Learning. Look, here's the deal. There's been one specific video from King here just recently that's gotten a lot of people talking. Now, the video itself is six minutes long, so we're not going to play the entire thing here on Higher Learning, but we are going to play just a little bit of it. Donnie, you got some of it?
4: First thing I want to do is already have my stuff ready, okay? Yes, sir. You don't want to get to the, the freaking car, and when he gets to the car, you got to go fumbling around looking for stuff, right? Yes, sir. Why, do we, why don't we want to fumble around looking for stuff?
3: Exactly,
4: they're going to feel unsafe, you understand? Yes, sir. So regardless of whether they should or shouldn't feel unsafe, that makes somebody feel unsafe, you fumbling around, because things happen, right? Yes, sir. So when they get there, First thing you want to do is already have your license ready and have your hands on the steering wheel, you understand? Yes, Yes, sir. sir. Have your hands on the steering wheel, why? Because before they don't think you reach for nothing. So you're not reaching for stuff, right? Yes, Yes,
0: sir. sir. Okay, so that is King talking to his youngsters, his boys, and properly educating them on how he believes they should act during a traffic stop with police. You had a police officer there, and you went through all of the different mechanisms of a traffic stop, and you were educating them on how to act when you are stopped by police a lot of people are upset about this um what has been the back what has been the response to the video king
4: uh i mean we've had a lot of good uh response to it but we definitely got some surprising uh bad responses uh to it and i didn't think it. i mean i knew some people were going to be upset about it you know a little bit but like the the crazy comments they were getting you know talking about killing the police and you know teaching the kids to argue with the cops on the side of the road etc i'm just like man we trying to get home safe we can go argue in court and talk about their rights in court and all that goodness. And, but if I'm on the uh, side of the road, you know, I'm not trying to argue with him over there. That's, this is not the time to argue. I'm trying to get home. And like I told them before, you know, I've, I've been pulled over a lot cause I'm a speeder. I speed, I'm sorry. That's, that's just what I do. And I get pulled over often. I have gotten, you know, let off so many times because of those things that I've done. Like, for example, when I passed by the cops and I know for a fact I was speeding, I pull over before they even turn the lights on because I already know I was speeding. Or whatever, And they'll usually be like, you know what, just because I didn't have to, you know, come chase you because you were so polite, you know, you can go ahead, you know, just slow down, you know, and that just limits a lot of, you know, bad interaction or escalating the situation because it's not just even with police as a young man, you want to learn how to de-escalate many situations because it could lead to somebody dying or unnecessary fights or putting yourself in a dangerous position, not just with police, but with anybody. Uh, so we're teaching them to just simply be polite, you know, have manners, be respectful. And if they are wrong, then you fight it on the si- then you fight it in court, but not on the side of the road. Um, that's the biggest thing, you know, for us. Um, just simple manners uh, is what we we're teaching. And they were going into all these long spills about other stuff. I'm like, this is for a routine traffic stop. If you get pulled over, not for a murder investigation, not for any of this drug bust or none of that stuff. It's just simple traffic stop. And most of the time, this always works. I've I've never had a bad experience with police, even if they did have an attitude or something like that, because I made sure it stayed safe.
1: It's really frustrating to me to hear. And like, when you put stuff on social media or or internet, any time it becomes public, you're always going to hear both sides of it. But for you, I'm wondering, was there any hesitation to put this out there in this way, knowing that there could be backlash? And what is, because, This It frustrates me as a community that my first response when I saw this, I was so pleased. I thought, well, what's the alternative if you're not doing this? That was my thought. So for you, was was there hesitation? And whatever your answer is with that, how frustrating is it to get any backlash when the whole intention behind this is to save our lives?
4: You know, honestly, um, every video I put out gets some type of negativity, no matter if it's small or big uh whether we're teaching the kids how to change oil or or you know fix a hole in the wall or, or whatever, people are gonna have something to say. You got people, oh, we well, I'll do it this way. You shouldn't do it that way. Why the kids saying yes, sir, blah, blah, blah. Like it's every video we put out gets, you know, a little bit of backlash. But you know, I truly don't mind it because, you know, what has happened, you know, since I've been learning how to market, um, a lot of that drama that they create brings viewers to our work. And more often than not, it's more positive, you know, viewers and feedback whenever they're giving a lot of negativity towards it. So I just use it to my advantage. You know, I'll respond to a few of them and it keeps the conversations going. Um and I posted yesterday on Twitter like all the engagements that they've given us for the past three days. It's been like six million, you know, page visits, et cetera, you know, and and all these link clicks and so many people sending us emails trying to help us and partner with us and give resources to our students. I just went and picked up uh, you know, some of our Amazon wishlist items from the post office. They had three, uh, three big carts of stuff that people had ordered from our Amazon wish list, all from these people just running their miles on social media. You know, so again, you know, I just let them have their way, and we're going to continue teaching our students regardless. Um, it doesn't frustrate me at all, because they usually just bring in uh, people on the back end to help us out.
0: Um, so I, I realize you're a young brother doing this, and I think that every situation for you is going to be a learning experience. Let me tell you why I say that. So I looked at the video and the the goal and the aim of the video is incredibly noble to keep young black men safe in encounters with police. Right. Um, I think. When I watched the video, two things bothered me. Two things. Number one, it's never wrong to teach a young person manners and how somebody else wants to be spoken to. That's what I've been taught. That's what people taught me. People talk if, if I'm anywhere, I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, like to a to a fault is sir or ma'am. I've been admonished for calling black ladies ma'am because in California, they don't like it. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? In yeah. California, they don't like it. In California, it's like, hey, I'm not the ma'am. I'm like, wow, I come on the Internet. And I go, yo, man, is it OK that I call you all ma'am or not? Like, give me some <laughs> give me something on the ma'am. There are two things I did not it, that, that rubbed me wrong about the video. One is you were talking to the kids and you, were, and you said, don't do all of this. Don't say, hey, I know my rights. Don't say that, blah, 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 blah. That, that statement annoyed me. And then at the end of the video, when the police officer is talking to them, in my opinion, King, he's talking to them through the wrong purview. OK, mm-hmm. what he said was, do all of these things make me feel safe make me feel safe and that way mm-hmm. you'll be safe you gotta watch that and i'll tell you yeah what.
4: i w- so i want i wanted them to hear that because it's what you- this is what they are thinking you know and so again you know i'm telling them like okay that's this is I what a police it. this is what a police officer is thinking so even though you know um he's talking about from his view that's what they need to hear because it ain't about how I feel like he should be feeling. This is what he's feeling. So let me take that into account, you know, in, in every encounter that I go into, because this is what police officers are thinking when they come up to my car. You know, so that was that was the idea by just allowing him to speak, you know, from what his viewpoint was, you know, when he's been a police officer and pulling people over. Um, it's important for them to hear him say even when he was like, um, uh, You know, he told them to tell the truth if they get pulled over, you know, whatever like that. I ain't necessarily in complete disagreement or agreement with that. To me, it's it's situational. Like for me, if I was speeding, yeah, I was speeding. I don't mind that. But if, you know, it's something may or may not have happened or something that may incriminate you, that's different. But I'm not upset or anything about saying I was speeding. I mean, I was speeding. So what? You know, but as far as something serious, definitely, you know, we're not telling the police anything to incriminate ourselves. Um, but when he was saying, you know, tell the truth, I think he was more meaning like if you were speed in, obviously, if I'm pulling you over for something minor like that, then tell the truth and you it'll probably help you out. So but I right. um, so definitely the, when, wanted them to hear so, his side.
0: So this is my thing, though. In the video, you're if 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 you're looking at the video in the most uncharitable way. Right. And I choose to be charitable when I see somebody doing the work that you're doing. If you're looking at the video in the most uncharitable way, then you're telling you're telling the kids that the guy who's supposed to be protecting and serving them, that they, meet, they need to make sure that they don't do anything so that he doesn't harm them. Or so, and, and, and let me tell you why I think that idea needs to be challenged a little bit. Number one, because there's just too many examples of the perfect victim uh, in terms of uh, encounters with police where things have gone, gone wrong. And number two, in a way, Even unintentionally, it excuses the police from any responsibility that they have to de-escalate situations. I mean, the reality of the situation to me is that, yeah, tell me the truth, do all of that stuff. Number one, tell them what you have to tell them. Number two, be very aware of your rights as an American. Your rights shield you from harm and escalation by the police. And then number three, that police officer when he's talking to those young boys, what I feel like should be happening there as well is that he should be telling them just how he wants them to get home safe, just how he wants. I mean, he has all the power in the situation. So
4: I yeah, that was at him. the end of the video. He did say that to them. He said, you know, three words to to say is get home safe. And he was like, that's what I want y'all to remember is to get home safe. That's what he Word told up. them.
0: Word up. Um, but um but yeah i knew that the video anytime we play nice with the police i think uh i don't like the police king so anytime, yeah. <laughs> anytime like anytime we play nice and i'm and i'm I, I don't treat anybody impolitely no one so police pull me over hey how you guys doing same thing i'm just not that kind of guy um but i mm-hmm. think maybe some, i think it might have rubbed some people the wrong way because uh, I mean, we're not trying to kill them. It seems like they're trying to kill us. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yes. So yeah. this
4: is this is where I push back a little bit on um, sure. that idea. Um, because, yeah, no doubt we've, and, and sometimes we say there are so many examples of the perfect victim. Um, you know, in the last 10 years or so, uh, you know, considering the amount of uh, police interactions that people have uh, with cops, I mean, that number is is, is very slim. Um, very, very slim. Last year, there were 20 million uh traffic stops 20 million and then only uh 32 uh black people were killed unarmed not saying that they may or may not have been in the wrong because just because you don't have a gun don't mean you weren't doing nothing stupid uh to get killed however um but even if they were all right that's 32 people out of 20 million stops i don't think that's an epidemic of you know them trying to come kill black people i just don't think that considering the statistics that's that's crazy to me i think that's just like saying, um, well, since we all going to, you know, we some people can die wearing seatbelts, you know, then we're all just going to stop wearing seatbelts and we don't believe in seatbelts. Well, well seatbelts do mostly save people from dying. Um, but even though some of you can die from seatbelts, I'm not going to stop wearing mine, you know? So that means, you know, for a lot of people who were saying, Oh, well, they still can kill you. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. But that number is very like, it's not even a whole percent. It's literally 0.0001%. You have a better chance of being, hit by lightning than getting killed by the police statistically. And that's, that's, that's reality. Um, the statistics show that you're going to, you would have a better chance of being struck by lightning than killed by the police. Um, because there are too many traffic stops. There are 20 million traffic stops every year and 30, 32 people were killed unarmed. I think that is a successful year in my opinion of that. That's not a, that's not an epidemic in my opinion at all.
0: Um, um
1: So I, I so disagree Van, on your point on this, because I just believe the goal is to stay alive. And then in my opinion, you deal with everything else later. I'm not saying that that's fair. I don't agree with the way that we have to be. But if the goal is to save your life, then the goal is to get home. And so one of the things, the first thing Van uh, brought up is the, the know your rights thing. I think it's important to know your rights, but you don't always have to say it out loud, right? Because it's triggering. It's it's I I be, you can you can tell me about it, Van, in a second, because <laughs> I can see your disappointment. It is so important to be equipped to know your rights, and that's going to be my question in a second. But I don't think that you have to necessarily. It's, it's it's so unfair how I'm gonna say this because I don't agree that it's fair that it's fair the way that this has how it has to be but it can be triggering because you just never know who is pulling you over what kind of person that they are what kind of cop that they are what kind of patience or tolerance or whatever you just have no idea so in my opinion it's better to err on the side of caution than it is to to be to do something that could be interpreted as cocky so my question is is going back to it with the know your rights, you teach these young men so many different things is one, is one of the things that you teach with this, your rights. Do you equip them with what is legal? What is um, what they are able to do and not do or able to not be done to them and to be able to done to them at a traffic stop?
4: Right. So the, the video, of course, was edited and there was a whole lot that I did say, um, you know, that didn't get posted. Um, the kids, you know, and it's important for you to know your rights. Absolutely. You know, and just like back to your point, um, I'm not saying that we to, you know, state all that on the side of the road. I did tell the kids in the video also to have a dash cam with you. The reason you need to have a dash cam that records inside and outside is to, is to save you and preferably one that records uh, speed. Um, and, and also you want to get a dash cam that has a 4G you know, data connection because you don't want to have to have one that has to have the Wi-Fi. You don't want nobody to be able to delete it. You want it to go to a cloud. Um, but aside from that, um, we're teaching the kids, you know, to have know their rights because they can go talk about this in court. And honestly, I also told them in the I'm, I'm not sure if it, I put it on the video, but I also said if they're telling you to get out the car for a reason that's not, you know, real or right or whatever like that. You're going to say I don't consent to a search or I don't you know, I don't want to say it for the record after you said it one time and they asked you to do it again. Get out. It is what it is. We trying to stay alive. But what I can do later on lawsuit. Because now you you messed with my rights. I know my rights now, so now I'm going to go file a lawsuit and we're going to get some money for it. But I'm not, again, not about to go back and forth. I'm just going to say, for the record, no, I don't consent. You know, I, this is against my rights. I may say it one time if they're trying to violate my rights, maybe twice. But after that, not saying it again. I'm just, let them let them do what they do or whatever, and we're going to go find me a lawyer and we're going to go get us some money. Um, that's how that's going to work. Um, but I'm definitely not about to, on the side of the road in specific you know, talk about, you know, what my rights are, blah, 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 not not more than once. Um, I don't believe in doing it more than once. But if they are not, you know, bothering your rights either, then we're not going to announce it because some people were saying, you know, oh, crack the window a little bit. Don't don't barely talk to them and all that. I'm like, you're you're asking for a ticket. I'm trying to get out a ticket and trying to go home. You trying to get them aggravated as soon as they get there. Like, I'm not even starting with that. You know, I'm not trying to aggravate the guy as soon as he gets there. Let's let's start it off peaceful and, and see if we can keep it that way
0: couple of things um number one just before i leave on the the thirty two million for the, the the statistics that you that you that you named a, a couple of things about that number one the statistic assumes the worst in a police interaction every time right so that mm-hmm. if you were if we were talking about use of force by police uh assault abuse by police if we were talking about um uh, unruly conduct by police, and we were to then use those numbers, uh, what you would see is that, uh, both anecdotally and supported by data, that Black people are... Um, uh, com- the, the the numbers definitely skew in the favor of Black people being harmed by police at a higher rate. We also have more uh, <coughs> interaction with police because we're over-policed. Mm-hmm. And if we're talking about police killings, if you're talking about a unicorn killing where a, a cop kills an unarmed black man like we see before, then yeah. But if you're talking about police killings, black people are killed by the police more than any other group in America, right? Uh, it's particularly particularly last year. Now, the question is, in some of these instances that we're talking about, whether or not it was the police's job, the people who are trained in de-escalation, which is why I like why I like what you're doing to a degree, because you're training people in de-escalation. But there has to be a way to do that as 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 black people, as citizens of the country where we pay taxes, where we're the bosses of the public servants that patrol our streets. Right. Where we're the reasons why they have jobs and we're supposed to be the thing that they are looking after. There's a way to maintain a sense of citizenry and strength there, like like strength there. If yeah, you be nice, be polite to everyone. But understand the realities of dealing with the police in America. And even the whole thing, I'll sue them later. I'll take them to court later. Yeah, well, maybe you will. But when you sue the police department, (laughs) when when you're up against the police department, you're fighting a municipality, and it's not even, that's a hard thing to do. Even when someone is dead, that's a hard thing to do. We just talked uh, on the show last week about, Uh, a gentleman who was handcuffed in the back of a police car. Acorn fell on top of the police officer. I saw that video. Right. Mm -hmm. The cop let off all into the thing, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. what I'm I'm saying is what I don't want to do, and the only reason why there's some gentle pushback is because I want to make sure that the conversation is had in a holistic way. What I don't want to do is for a community of people to take onus for what I believe is systemic dysfunction Inside of the police department. Like, it, 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 for the systemic dysfunction, like inside, I could, we, I could, we could talk about so many different things. We can give you a many, as many statistics, right? And as many anecdotal incidents as possible. The police in Arkansas pit maneuvered a pregnant woman, flipped her shit clean over. She was looking for a place to stop. You know what I'm saying? So, like, like, we, as we push ourselves, because we are citizens in this country and we built the country. And I hope that those young boys understand the power that their lineage as black people comes with. As we push ourselves, we also have to push the state and these systems to recognize our humanity even more so. So I would like to hear more from that black cop on how precious he thinks the lives of those young boys are, because if he doesn't think that they're precious, then they'll never be treated as anything more than potential threats to his life. If he doesn't value their lives, then they'll never be treated as anything more than something that could potentially kill them, and I do not think that white people in America get treated like that by the police. So that 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 would be the only thing that I would say. Um, sure, that's understood. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: tell us tell us about some of the other stuff that you're doing, man. Uh, I know you you we, people do people get honest about this. They say that we don't ever have conservatives on the show. You describe yourself as a conservative. <laughs>
1: What?
0: <laughs> yeah, big time. <laughs> Rachel is oh, oh, Rachel not on his team First anymore. Of wrestling? Rachel not on his team anymore. Ah, Rachel, you don't like it you don't have your I'm Just kidding, you like Kig, King.
1: King um, please go ahead. You describe yourself as a
0: conservative. <laughs> like what what would you say uh like what what what's your goal and your your ethos? And tell us tell the story of what you're doing with the boys in Albany, Georgia, how it started, why you did it. How people can support, and how your whole political philosophy comes into that.
4: Sure. Uh, Well, first of all, I I don't even make that my calling card. I know, like a lot of other black conservatives, be like, "Oh, yeah, I'm a black conservative," and all that. I'm I'm not doing all that. You know, I'm I'm black. You know that that's it. Um, So that's the first thing I usually say. But you know, the program started uh, back when I was 19 in 2019, and um, a lot of these kids, um, I started working with, uh, teaching them how to work on cars and houses. Um, and at this time I wasn't posting anything. I was just working with kids in the community, making some flyers on my phone and I would go pass them out at basketball practices, churches, or whatever like that. And I would teach these kids, uh, these different trades, give them some certificates you know, and, and we would make it work from there. We'll take them on some different field trips, uh, take them to Atlanta, take them to these different museums, uh, black history museums, whatever. And um, to hear these kids asking the questions that they were asking and basically not wanting to be in the conditions that they were in. Uh, that's how I knew I was really supposed to be working with kids. I started a summer camp at my house um, that same year. And once I started the summer camp, I saw that so many of these kids could not read and write. Um, that was a huge problem for me. Um, and that's where I told those kids that I was probably I wanted to open them a school one day. I didn't know how I was gonna do it or when I was gonna do it or where I was gonna get the funding from, but I was gonna make it happen. Um, and from then on, we kept working with those kids. We did book clubs, uh, teaching them how to spell, et cetera. like this was just constant work we were doing because the kids are just so far behind. to this day, still working with them, you know, still so far behind in reading and writing, and I was wondering who's passing them through school. Um anyway, we started posting on socials because um, I took uh, Brother Ben X's class. I'm not sure if you know who Brother Ben X is. I do, of course. Um, but I took his social media class. Yeah, I took his social media class back in like 2019, 2020. And he was teaching me how to market on social media. And that's when I started posting all the work that we were doing. Um, and I started posting. Next thing you know, we get a, a tweet, a Twitter DM, and we at the White House. Uh, me and my students got invited to the White House back in 2020. And those kids, like that was their first ever time on an airplane, first time going to a nice hotel, definitely your first time going to the white house, you know, to see the president. I mean, that was before our first trip ever. Some of those kids had never even been out of our hometown. Um, it was, it was an amazing thing to see. And from then on, you know, we gathered a lot of support, kept posting, kept posting, kept posting. March of 2021, me and Roland Martin got in an argument on his show. Uh, we went internationally viral. Rihanna reached out a whole lot of other celebrities, et cetera. And, uh, we got a, a lot of, uh, attention from that. Um, and ever since then, uh, we kept pushing, Back in 2022, um, this is when we opened our school. We purchased 40 acres of land uh, back in March of 2021. Um, then we purchased our school uh, at the end of 2021. We then uh, opened the school in 2022 with only six graders. Um, and, you know, it was an interesting first year for me because we did boarding. Um, and I think God kind of let things happen how they did uh, just to kind of teach me where I really needed to be what I discovered in working with these kids for so many years is that so many teenagers are like so far gone already. I mean, like even 13 year olds, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like, you know, trying to, to like break through a a brick wall with your fist. Um, it is very hard. Um, and so many of them have had so many different stories from being molested to being abused, et cetera. It's, it's a lot that, you know, comes with these kids and their stories. And I used to didn't work with younger kids, um, but I just recently started taking like younger children into the program, like eight and nine years old, because those kids hadn't been tainted yet. You know, they're not having sex yet. They're not have you know doing drugs. You not know hard. It is to tell me a fifteen year old boy to stop having sex. I mean, it's it's the toughest thing in the world. You know, or telling the kid who's you know been smoking weed to stop smoking weed. You know, no matter how many you know different classes we do, how many Bible studies we do, how many field trips we take them on, et cetera. Once you've had a taste of some of that stuff, it's hard to get it away. And so I don't I don't I don't want the kids to get to a point where life has to start teaching them. We want them to be able to, you know, still be sponges. And, you know, the kids, you know, that's eight, nine. Oh, no, nah, I'm not doing that. You know, Mr. King said we can't do that. You know, like they already saying no versus nobody's ever told you this stuff is wrong and you're seeing everybody else do it. So you are like hmm, must be right because nobody's nobody, nobody's saying it's wrong. And so these kids are losing themselves at, in fourth grade, fifth grade or even like things like committing suicide at these young ages. You know, I told someone I was like I didn't even know what suicide was until I was in like fifth grade, and my and the only reason I figured out what it was was because my uncle, uh, well my well my aunt's husband at the time, he committed suicide when he was in jail. That was my first time ever hearing that, and when I heard the word, I thought that it was some like mass killing or something. I'm like, because I heard the word "side" at the end, and we heard about homicide and genocide, so I'm thinking someone's getting killed. They're like, oh, that's killing yourself, and I was like, killing yourself. I'm like, how do you even do that? Like it was, it was mind boggling to me, but then you got seven, eight year olds learning how to hang themselves on social media, et cetera, you know, and, and thinking about killing themselves. I'm like, you're not even going through any real life trials to even you know want to die. You know, like it's, it's, it's craziness, you know, and and, and nowadays we're not creating any hardship at all for kids. And then we're wondering why they become adults and regular life stuff is happening and now they want to die. And I'm just like, moms, moms, dads, whoever y'all haven't created any hardship for your kids. These kids need hardship because if you don't give them that, life is going to give them some real hardship and they're not going to be able to handle it. So but that's like kind of a a big, you know, a a jumbled up story of how we got started, you know, what we've been doing, where we are now. So uh, definitely uh, you could reach us on thexforboys.org. That's T-H-E-X-F-O-R-B-O-Y-S.org.
1: That's what I was going to ask you. How can people support you? Um, Because I know you mentioned the Amazon wish list. So how can people support you? But really Mm -hmm. quickly, what year did y'all go to the White House?
0: 2020. Shut up, Shut up Rachel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just have to. I yep. was like, wait a minute. Okay, go. Not that, they, go ahead. They, I mean,
0: just says Rachel. <laughs> Rachel is asking. Y'all went to see Donald Trump, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, so I know I'm who the sorry. president was. <laughs> any,
2: yeah,
0: I'm sorry. You don't think anybody else thought that? No, I mean, I was just like,
1: oh, it's yeah. just, it was just, it just, I was just like, huh? Did y'all uh, meet Trump?
0: Yep, yeah, we met him. Okay. Mm-hmm. You like I'm, you just, like him, King? I mean, it was a
4: great meeting for us. We had a good time. So that's not, I, what, I, I that's have not no, what I asked. Uh, that's not what I asked
0: you, nigga.
1: That's
0: not what I, I, not what I asked the you, nigga. Question. All right, let's, 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 I get, all, let's get all the, look, the way. Get, don't don't nice. show this. Hey, don't show this to the kids. Don't show this to the kids because I'm we getting all the way gangster wild with it. What you were talking about is very <laughs> true. Though. Like, like what? No, I just want to say something real quick. And by the way, look. I mean, our audience will probably go crazy on this, but it's the way it goes. Look, I'll say this. Two Things number one, what you were saying about being able to get to an age, uh, with um, with kids where the wire called it too seasoned, where they're too seasoned and you can't get them back, is obvious. It's very true. Uh, when I was talking to Pastor Corey Brooks, um, I interviewed him on the top of his uh, of his prospective community center across from Parkway Gardens, uh, in mm-hmm. Old Block, another guy who's 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 pretty conservative. Uh, when I talked to him. And I remember asking him about what he could do for the kids in the South side of Chicago that were running around, um, uh, living how they living right now. And and the answer is, unfortunately, you can, you peel off who you can, but in mass, not much. Um, and that's why Mm -hmm. what he was doing was so important because he's trying to get to these kids before they develop, um, into something that you can't really pull them back from. So, what—that's mm-hmm. obviously the right way. I think they got enough hardship, but I think the structure—I <laughs> think the structure that you provide them with—and to be honest with you, people say what they want. Me and you never have to politically agree. We never—we don't have to agree with anything. If we can agree right now that we want the lives of young black men, young black women, young black girls to be better. I guarantee you people can find a way to work together. And if you can't, then you don't really love mm-hmm. black people. I'm just going to be for real with you. If you see somebody doing for people, even if you need to pull them to the side and go, hey, brother, I would have done this this way. Or, hey, brother, I would have done this that way. You can have those conversations mm-hmm. in private and do it with respect. Like Pastor Corey be on Fox News and stuff like that. I still fuck with Pastor Corey. Mm-hmm. I'm as liberal as it gets. I though. love Pastor Corey. Yeah. Like, I love him. But but like, but like like to me, if there's when I see somebody doing the work like that, when I see somebody out there like that, I, I got to be tapped in with them, and it can't be mm-hmm. about I'm not doing that. So even if yep. me, me and you talking the DMs and 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 getting to it like that, uh, and, and we have this and that and disagreements on this and this, we have to be, agree that we want the young boys to succeed. Correct. Right? Correct. That and and I and I commend you for that. Straight up. Yes, sir. That's that's
4: where I am. Uh, I think that's where we need to get I say we get too caught up on political stuff. And that's what they be warned from us not to, you know, come together. Um, And that's what I believe in. I don't really talk politics much at all anymore. I used to like, you know, a long time ago, but it, it, it gets nowhere. I just do work. Um And and when you're doing work, uh you'll, you know, you'll meet with a lot of people and uh, people, you know, all the time I tell them, I'm like, I'm affiliated with everybody. Like I'm, I got people in the nation of Islam that will fight for me in my hometown, like serious. Like I got a lot of people in the pro black community that love what we do and love who I am and, and don't care about any politics that, you know, I may have, because who cares about that, to be honest? Because at the end of the day, all the new presidents come in and whatever changes, nothing. You know, new governors come in, whatever changes, nothing. The only thing we could change is is the people next door to us, you know, the kids down the street from you, et cetera. Like I always tell people, whoever's selling this whole thing, like the whole black community is going to change if we all just do this one thing, it's not happening. You have to work in your own community where you are and the people next door to you that need help. You know, if we all focus on our local areas and the people ne- right next to us instead instead of trying to be the messiah and fix the whole black community. I think, you know, we would actually make more change like that versus, you know, everybody trying to be the head and, and spearhead the, the giant movement like Dr. King.
0: Got to got we have got to have that type of solidarity. I'm, I'm going to come in there. I'm going to come down to Albany, bro. I'm going to talk to the boys. I'm going to teach the fuck the police class. That's gonna be my ass. <laughs> fuck the police
2: <laughs> with,
0: fuck, fuck the police 101 with Mr. Van. Like that's 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 gonna be my that's gonna like be funny. That's, that, that that but I do want to talk to them about accessing their power. I want to make sure we are powerful. Sure. That you know you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I want to make sure we're good citizens, but we're also powerful citizens. But I'm gonna tell you straight yeah. up I, Absolutely. I I commend what you're doing. At that at your age to be doing that, brother, I wish you nothing but success. just real quick wrap it up real quick you don't always have to agree with everything guys you don't have to agree with everything okay you can just agree on some things and then build out the relationship there's no way to hate on what he's doing he's trying to say there's
1: no way to hate on what he's doing there's no
0: way to hate on what he's doing I've seen a lot of people
1: from the message but I but but it was (laughs) we needed to wrap it up (laughs) It's just, it just, I, it was, and, and and I only say this because especially towards the end, there was so much that I was like, I actually fundamentally agree with some, some things that you're saying. Like you can't have one without the other, but, but at the core it's right. And so I just want to leave it there. Yeah. You're right. You don't have to, you don't have to agree to do well, to make an impact. You absolutely don't. And that, and that, and that's what, that's what I will say.
0: You know, let's just get in the mailbag. Let's see what type of shit you guys have drummed up this time on mailbag. Can we just go, please? Let's please. Mailbag time. Time to read your letters, and then we'll reply to them. Oh, it's mailbag time. Write us with your queries, and we'll chime in.
3: All right, cool. First. Mailback question is from Final Stretch. They ask if your dogs were humans and y'all were the pets, what kind of humans would they be, and what kind of pet would you be?
0: Um, I think that I am Bozeman.
1: Oh my pet. god, Bozeman! Bozeman would be great. Yeah, like he'd be a, such a great human.
0: There's some. There's some. Uh, there's some. He's very Bozeman is very loving. Um. He's very loving, loving, super loving. So I think he would be a great owner. What about Copper? Copper is a copper. Copper's
1: very loving and very protective, and and super loyal. Like he's perfect to me. And so he would be such a fantastic human. Brownie would be a brat. He would be a spoiled brat, selfish. Not self aware, I love that little guy, but you know, he's a little dog, so he's got like little dog personality, and he's cute and he knows it.
0: Yeah, he is. Brownie is cute, they're like little brothers, they're 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 little cool looking dogs. I love them, those guys.
1: Yeah, Copper has a good influence on him. Van likes to stare at Brownie and just get lost,
0: Brownie, (laughs) like,
1: and then like to say out loud, He's cute, Brownie's cute,
0: he's a cute little guy. (laughs) I love that little guy, man. All right, Donna, give us question C here. Oh, no,
3: actually, question B is good, too. It's all three of them. These are good. All right, cool. Question B is from Thai Comedy. It's a movie question, but you can participate, Rachel, I'm sure. Name Wesley Snipes' top three roles. Your favorite favorite roles. I
0: want want Rachel to go first.
1: Okay. Let me think of Wesley Snipes' movies. Um, Waiting to Excel. It was small, but it was impactful. Jesus, I don't know Oh, oh, White Man Can't Jump
0: Okay Blade That's a good three I think the waiting to exhale one is an abomination But (laughs) it it, um, That's good I actually would have two of those The same I would have White Man Can't Jump I would have Blade And then my And two Wong Fu? No But shout out Huh?
1: Is that what it's called?
0: To Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Julie Newmar. Okay, is the name of the movie. it's a great movie. It's a, it's a lovely movie. Okay. Uh, but that's not the third one. The third one I would have. Let's see if Donnie can guess. What will be the third one to you? Donnie? Oh,
1: yeah. New Jack City. What am I saying? Okay. That's what I would have picked instead of waiting to excel. That would third, be for me.
3: That's the third one, man. My third one we about be... Nino. Yeah, that's good. That's got to be in there, too. If we can have a fourth one, like, I was going to say him in the Bad Music video, Michael Jackson. Um, oh, that's a, a good off the wall That's a good
1: one.
0: one. So if I
3: was going to have a fourth one,
1: Prince?
0: If, if I was going to have a fourth one, it would be Demolition Man.
1: Oh, I haven't where, seen that. Where he
0: plays Simon Phoenix. I love that role, right? One of the coolest villains ever. We should have got a Simon Phoenix spinoff in the whole nine. <laughs> I loved him as Simon Phoenix, but New Jack City. Nino
1: Brown is is iconic. Nino I, like, Brown. started there.
0: And Blade. Those are the three. The way to exhale. You know, but you caught yourself. That's because
1: I couldn't think. I couldn't think of another movie. But
3: then it's like, hello. Yeah, hey, you caught yourself.
0: All right, last question.
3: All right. Last one is from Danny Dumps. How many niggas you think are buying the gold enslaved Max 90s? That's he's referencing Trump's new shoes. Oh, the Trump's? Yeah. The, the
0: Trumps.
3: Trumps. The J6's? Yeah, the J6's.
0: I mean, some of you <clears throat> cooning ass slave niggas going to buy them and, and walk around with that. You know, actually, Donnie, you had that audio that the guy on Fox said you, you play that audio real quick. This is connecting with black America because they love sneakers or into sneakers. They love the, you know, this is a big deal,
4: certainly in, in the inner city. So when you have Trump roll out his sneaker line, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. He's reaching them on a level that defies and is above politics.
1: What would you do if somebody gifted you the j Six?
0: That's disrespect.
1: Yeah, it says a lot about the person. It yeah, has disrespect. They just,
0: just gifted you though. That's disrespect for you to even think. That's disrespect. They give, everybody is giving every giving black people everything except for what they need. And mm. them goddamn shoes. Fuck them shoes. Fuck them fucking <laughs> shoes. Some of y'all niggas gonna do it just to be irreverent. Yeah, it's unserious, stupid. Good good mailbag questions today though.
1: Well, I mean, the way that you've come after them.
0: Step your shit up. They better. Step your shit up. They better. All right, before we get out of here, I want to say something real quick. Okay. Um, there was some unbelievably sad news that broke not too long ago. Wendy yeah. Williams has been diagnosed with uh, frontotemporal dementia and aphasia. I think is the way you call it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Rachel, I know this is a cause that's very, close to your heart you've done work around this before um this is not unlike what bruce willis is dealing with right now right um i'm just saying real quick i know wendy williams a little bit i know wendy williams but that doesn't have anything to do with the reason why i'm saying this love her or hate her wendy williams is an expert communicator I would, watch yep. when, I would watch Wendy Williams on her show. No punchlines, no jokes, sitting down, talking to people, communicating to people in a way that's easily digestible to them. Every single word, they're hanging on it. They're clapping when they want to clap. They're ooing when they want to oo. Wendy Williams is just up there doing her thing. Um, She was like, she is... Not was, she's here with us. Uh, but at her height of her career, she was one of the most consequential people in this entire business. She was one of the most consequential people in celebrity entertainment and 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 commenting. Obviously, uh not everything that a Wendy Williams has done in her past are things or are things that Van thinks are great, that I think are great. I'm obviously not in a great position to comment on that type of stuff. I worked at TMZ for a long time, but to see this happen to her at such a young age and her to be diagnosed with this at such a young age is gutting. Yeah. And I hope that she has the support system around her family, people that love her to be able to be there with her in a very tough time. And I think people that even would have things to say about her that aren't so flattering would find their humanity, humanity, would find their humanity, should I say in moments like this. So um, right. That was incredibly, incredibly, incredibly sad news to see. It's sad for Bruce Willis as well.
1: Yeah, I mean to them, to anybody who's going with it, I mean anybody who has been impacted by a loved one, a friend, coworker, whatever it may be, <clears throat> who as because they, they can't diagnose Alzheimer's while you're living, so dementia, aphasia, it is so tough to watch somebody with a huge personality or just whatever they, whoever they were, be totally different. That is tough for the caretaker, which is something you don't talk about a lot. The caretaker has it rough because the person who's going through it knows they're going through it. So then they're reacting because they're not, they know that they're not themselves at the same time. They're frustrated with that they can't remember things. They can't speak things a certain way. It is a devastating disease to watch somebody go through. And for the people who are like saying it's karma for Wendy Williams, like shame on you. Because it is, you don't you shouldn't wish ill on anybody like that. But I have the same sentiments as you as Wendy Williams. I did her show and that was a big moment for me because I was a fan. I watched her every single day. I studied her. Hate her or lover, agree with her or not, the way that she could sit down for 20 minutes and talk to the camera with no co-host is a skill that you cannot teach. And I would study her and watch how she would do it and watch her do it in such an effortless way. And um, I think also to see it play out publicly, I feel is a little wrong. I'm not fully agreeing with this documentary. I think people are curious to know what's happening with her, but I don't think this is the way we should know. And so I just wanna come out and say, I don't like it. You know. I'm I'm trying to let my curiosity not get the best of me. I want to see it because I I I'm a fan of her, but I also feel wrong supporting it because just think oh I'm it's out wrong
0: now. I'm out now. I don't. I mean, I don't that was, something fit, that was fully, yeah. There's
1: no way that somebody who is who has that disease is fully capable of making a decision to put themselves on camera. They're not.
0: Yeah, I'm out. They're now.
1: not. And I'll say all that too. I am involved with the Alzheimer's Association. I work with them, I'm working with them right now on a gala this spring. Um, you know, if you have somebody who's showing symptoms or suffering or whatever, please go visit the website. Um, I don't know it exactly. ALZ.org is what I want to say. but That could be wrong. Um, to learn more about it, but then also things that you can do as preventative measures because people are being diagnosed with this younger and younger and younger. And the way you guys talk about gut health and how that is important for you, so is brain health. And there's certain things that you can do to exercise your brain. To, as a preventative measure if this is something that because it is genetic it's something that um you might eventually succumb to all
0: right a lot of political stuff on Monday gonna be back a lot of political stuff on Monday a lot of stuff happening on Monday we're gonna check in all with all of the stuff that's going on but for now you can take yeah. take your thin caps off but do not stop learning I am Van Latham Jr.
1: and I am Rachel Lindsay. bye guys